0: Check it, check it, check it. It's a unique hustle. It's your boy, ECO, and I'm here with the lovely, amazing, outstanding official Miss Jamaica. What's going on?
1: None, none. You know, my day of all gone. But y'all don't forget to like, subscribe, follow us on all social media platforms. Make sure you make it there, and
0: yeah. What <laughs> is going on? I tongue tied, man. You know, hey man, when you when you special at this like myself, you know what I'm saying? You don't, you never miss, don't you miss, a never meet. break. Ain't no pressure ever gonna do anything. Cause my uh, the steps of a good man is all what about the Lord. Little? Hey man, check it, man. We on Ball Talk 101 today, y'all. We got a special special treat for you guys, man. Y'all got to check this one out, man. Sit down, get you a cup of. Coffee or Coca-Cola or, or Sprite or, or, or some water?
1: Water.
0: Because <laughs> this is about to be a good one, man. D. Gordon Franks is here, man, and he has uh, a lot of info that he's going to provide us with today, man. This guy right here, man, he's been military. He's wrote books. He's he done a pl- just a litany of things, man. And I, I'm so honored to have you on Boss Talk 101. What a boss's talk. Thank you, young Man, man let's get to it.
1: So um, I like to go back and dig deep down as a child growing up because our audience don't know who Gordon Franks is. So let me know, where were you born and raised? Um, little town outside of Detroit called okay.
2: Fort Huron, Michigan. Okay. About, um 30,000 people,
1: mm. yeah. Describe Michigan back then, because when I think about Michigan right now, um, people, thought about, people talk about how, you know, the gangs, the um, violence, all of that sort of things in that's Michigan. Detroit. Even back then? Oh, well, no,
2: not, not so much Oh, back that's then.
1: Detroit, okay. Yeah. So it didn't affect your small town that's close? No. Mm-hmm. no. What, what was it like growing up there? Idyllic.
2: Really? For lack of a better word, yeah, and it was biracial. Uh,
1: That's what I was wondering: we more blacks, to, more whites. Uh, we went to
2: our grade school. Was mm-hmm. predominantly black, but okay. After that, we matriculated into junior high. It was predominantly white. white. Wow! Mm.
0: So, yeah. How far is that from Saginaw and all uh, those? Are-
2: oh, quite a way. We are fifty miles northeast of Detroit. Okay. We, Michigan okay. is the map. Mm-hmm. We are right here. Okay. okay. Yeah. About a quarter mile from Canada.
0: Okay, I see where yeah. you're at. I, I definitely remember yeah. my son yeah. went up there and was working away up mm-hmm. there by Canada, so he had to be pretty close. And I was like, man, and I seen him up there with mm-hmm. one of my friends that mm-hmm. got a trucking company. And I just, that's how, I, when I first started saying, dang, Canada right there. Yeah. So I didn't realize oh, that. Yeah. Were you raised
1: um, with your mom and dad in the household? Uh Yes. Okay. And your well, how many siblings do y'all have? Do you have
2: there were five of us on my mother's side and a gang of us on my daddy's side. Oh, daddy so, was a
1: rolling stone. Yes, he was. <laughs> but he was in the household. No.
2: That my daddy was in the household but my father was not.
1: Oh, okay, no. got you. So did you know your father? Yes. Okay, yes. but he was just not around. Did you spend time with him? Yes. Okay, so he was very, very instrumental in your your upbringing. Yeah, kind of. But like I said, I had a daddy. So that, that was there all the time. All your life. Well, until how I, old were you when your father left?
2: Oh, my mother and father were never married.
1: Okay. And my mother married my
2: stepfather. Well,
1: mm-hmm. my choice. Your father, daddy. Mhm. My daddy. When I was two. When and you were two. He adopted me. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So well, you were young, so you you didn't care at that age. You you not grew not up knowing. thinking that that was your father. No, I grew up knowing he wasn't. Okay. Still, you know. Okay, that's cool.
0: Wow, you know when I look when I start looking down that that history road, I I you you went to the military early on.
2: Yeah, I uh, was doing things I shouldn't have been doing, and uh,
0: what was you doing? Yeah, what were oh, you doing? I was,
2: everything.
0: Everything. what do, could have man because this was this was this what the 70s 60s 60s what 60s. could you do in the sixties that was so bad back then the things that they did back then now they've legalized mm-hmm. so what some well, of them and how so old I, were you
1: at this time when you're talking about you were doing things you wasn't supposed to be doing no, i was um 17 18 19 oh, okay 20.
0: Yeah. what were you doing drugs Oh, you was doing drugs. Yeah, selling, First, back selling then, drugs. You were selling there, drugs. Selling drugs back then. What uh, was the drug of choice? Yeah, because heroin. Heroin. That's we talking to the Frank Lucas. That's before uh, crack came um, in. That's before.
2: Yeah, that was. That's right. even uh-huh. before Frank right. Lucas. Probably
0: yeah. I think. Yeah. Well, this before because that yes. was Vietnam. No, yeah. this was during that time. Because Frank Lucas went over there and he brought drugs back on the plane. Yeah. So this so was, that was during the that same time. time. Was that something? When I think about the Frank Lucas story. Is that something that you could fathom that one could bring drugs from through the military back to the U.S.? Certainly, I I did it. You did it. Yeah, I did. How? Give me a breakdown on how you would get drugs from over there, and they had the drugs over there. Did they had coca leaves? Huh? No. What? what, I mean, what did? No, it wasn't cocaine. It was heroin. heroin. I messed that up. Uh, So, how did you get it back?
2: Well, um, back in the day, when you took Polaroid pictures. Okay. You would peel it and put it inside put of put it, it on a harder bag. Okay. Well, you would take the drugs and put them in a plastic bag, some type of plastic, and then take two of those backs and stick them together. And just write on the envelopes and those you could do, never do that men and they just went on in. But that was I wasn't doing it on any grand right. scale.
0: Yeah, because okay. you, you, it couldn't have been that like when I, I know if on the movie Frank Lucas, they was putting it in the caskets, mm-hmm. inside of the caskets they was out. Literally, that the this had to be somebody that was deeply embedded inside of how they transported the bodies back over to the U.S. and it had it to where they had this thing yeah, pretty much designed, where you could you could put say keys of heroin. Well in the when, casket when
2: i when i came back to the united states um they told us don't bring anything back because you've been over here a year you go back home and get caught with some drugs and guess what you're going to jail correct so when i got off the plane that was it no 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 customs no nothing and no i could have had a body in my duffel bag they, they, wouldn't they wouldn't
0: even know. No, never and that
1: was only because your military, they didn't really care. right? They trusted y'all. I don't know
0: whether they trusted.
1: They <laughs> didn't even think about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But the, they the scared reasons,
2: us enough
1: right. that we didn't want to have they didn't anything, want to. You know? But the reason why people would go overseas to go try to do that, because they would get it cheaper or they got a better connect or what well, was it?
2: It was a better drug. Better it's drug. a better
1: drug over yeah. there
2: uh, back when we, we were smoking it. Mm. just put it in a cigarette and smoke it,
0: you know. Really? So y'all wasn't injecting it? No. Mm. What did it do to you when you smoked it? It got you
1: high. It's the same thing as if you did inject it. Yeah. Well, not, not as intense. Not but it as intense. Got you, it got you high. It wow. would make you nod out.
0: How, okay. So you get over there and now you get on those on that. How hard is it for you to stop doing it?
1: Because you were on it for how long? How long were you addicted to it for? Um, I'm going to say
2: five years, maybe. But my addiction was different. Um, I didn't think I was addicted because I didn't use all, all, all the time. time, every day, and I, you know, I kept buying cars and beautiful women, and I told myself the to lie. Then I wasn't a junkie, but in reality I was. I was just a functioning junkie.
1: Wow, mm. uh, man. Did you have to go to rehab to, yeah, to kick
2: I went, it? I went to rehab, it, 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 was, a, it was an ongoing process. Uh, I went to a, a veteran's rehab mm-hmm. inpatient uh, for 58 days. Mm-hmm. And the program lasted from um, months to six, supposedly six months to nine months. But they, uh, they kicked me out and after uh, Why? I wasn't doing what I supposed to be doing But I learned something there. What did you learn? I had a beautiful woman by the name of Carmelita Witherspoon. They give you all this information. She told me, you know what? Pick what you can use and the rest of that shit. Throw it over and keep stepping.
1: And I did. So what did you
2: use to help you um, kick that? Well, I always knew that my mother didn't raise me to be no dope fiend. Mm -hmm. And I knew that this was just a phase I was going through. And then I went to jail. I had been weaning myself off. And then when I went to jail, I stayed in jail seven months on a 20-count secret indictment.
1: So that helped you kick it. Yeah,
2: after I I didn't have any withdrawal when you I went. You didn't no, have any? No, I've never met nobody
1: who's never had withdrawals. Like I everybody, I thought like you I always say, have was, withdrawals.
2: Well, maybe you do, but I had been weaning myself. Weaning yourself
1: off. Okay, yeah. got it. And after I got out, I was like, wow. The
2: physical, that's the
1: easy part. Mm-hmm, as nice as the mental. Yeah, mental. Because I heard somebody, I met someone, who, but this I think they were on crack though, but they kicked it, but they said it's a hard thing every day because you walking past and it's like you can smell it. Mm-hmm. And it, it just, it messes with them every day, but every day they got to tell themselves, no, I'm not doing this.
2: Yeah. Well, that was, it, drugs were easy for me. to Once mm-hmm. I stopped, I, I, I relapsed once. Mm. Um, but um, it, I, I had, had enough. When you get enough, you just. Because you know, of depression? Why did you relapse? Uh, I started getting money again, a <laughs> pocket fulls of money and uh, thinking I can handle it. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna just do a little and I'm not going to let myself get back to where I was and that's just,
1: yeah. People feel like, because I know even younger kids nowadays, I'm not going to say that they're on heroin or crack or anything like that, but because nowadays even weed is a drug. Anything that alter your everyday thinking, and they feel like, okay, I can function um, regular on any sort of drugs. Do you believe that to be true, taking any sort of drug? Well, personally,
2: mm-hmm. it's just me. I don't consider marijuana a drug, you know. This is something the Lord hath made. Mm -hmm. You ain't gotta do nothing to it. And so, so I know people that smoke weed every day. And they function function, perfectly well.
1: perfectly,
0: yeah. Got it, yeah. Wow, y'all, y'all, you trying to figure out what that weed do? I'm just asking. Well, uh, it's not bad if a person is uh, able to maintain and not See, mentally, a lot of people can't maintain with or without the dang drugs. Mm-hmm. And they get a little something on it. They try to get bionic, and they get bionic and losing because they was a loser before they started because they won't change the way they do things. You know what I mean?
2: The hardest drug for me to overcome? Nicotine. Wow. Really? Yeah. Uh, I had to get hypnotized. Does that work? Best $35 I've ever spent in my life. I tried to get somebody to hypnotize me once. It didn't work. Well, I did. I went, uh, it was, um, 22 hours. I think went to a ho- uh, Holiday Inn, holiday and we went in. How long did it take? 15 minutes and you were hypnotized. The session lasts for two hours and you, you talk and you go through all of this. And he says, okay, I'm going to put you in a trance. And I'm like, yeah, right. So yeah. I listened to what he said. You know, your eyes will become heavy. heavy.
1: I couldn't open them. like, wow. So after a while. Were you talking to yourself in your head at this no, time? No, I'm,
2: I'm listening to what okay, he said.
1: To what he said. My
2: girlfriend, a woman at the time, she went with me. She was doing it because I was doing it. And she almost fell out the chair next to me. I didn't <laughs> see it, but the guy told me. He was getting to stop. Anyway. Uh, we went through it, and he said, um, I'm going to count to three, and when you wake up, everything in your life will be the same, except you will not smoke. One, two, three.
1: And you and never like, had an urge like, to smoke yeah, after right. that.
2: So we went out to dinner that night, and uh, after dinner, after you eat, you get that urge. Urge to smoke afterwards, right. I never got it. I was like, whoa, wow. it worked. And that was in
0: 1992.
2: That's B. Y'all smokers need to go try that, okay? <laughs> really, I tell Don't people, kick I it. tell people, him hey, just mid-work, if you want to, because my woman now, man, after a while, she was like, I'm just smoking at work. And then uh, I'm just smoking the car on the way from home. And so then, it didn't
1: work on her? No. Nah,
2: then I'm going to smoke out in the patio, and then in the hallway, and then just in the bathroom. Let's see. She didn't want to quit. She was just doing it because I did it. Right. Yeah. Sweet Melanie.
1: So I wonder. Melanie. I wonder. Why it worked on her. I mean, on you and didn't because work on. I wanted because it. so you have to want it you for it to work. Want it to work. Got it.
0: Wow. Um. So. You. At some point. You become a guy who is a man who knows how to deal with women quite well. Uh. I seen the pictures in the book, mm-hmm. okay. Um, when did you get into pimping?
2: Well, to be honest, I read the book, Iceberg Slim" back
0: in the Ice T mm-hmm. told us the same thing, didn't he? Mm-hmm. And
2: when I read that book, I knew this is this is me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, this is me. And uh, I dibbled and dabbled and, you know, um, turned out a Uh, One of my high school sweethearts.
0: Turned her out. Yeah. Uh, you like, I'm going to go and try it on her first.
1: Yeah. No, she wanted to make money.
0: So, cool. Go to work.
1: What Uh, are other ways to make money? She's in high school. I was out, but. Go get a job. Job.
2: (laughs) Well, I got, listen, I got fired from Chrysler's. General Motors, and Ford, all of them fired me. Why? Before 90 days, I wasn't built for the factory. <laughs> I wouldn't go to work. I got it. Yeah. But you liked this? I, yeah, it was, that, it, that was my life, yes.
0: Mm. Wow, so, when you got into it, was how was the, like, how was it, was it illegal back during that time, like, to where they was, because this ain't nothing new. This been going on since the beginning of time. Right.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So what was the, what was the, because now they, they got all kind of stuff they label it as, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, what's the most Escort. popular one? They, no, no, they label it something else. Human, human trafficking. trafficking. Yeah. That's <clears> the way they name it. And nothing changes and you could detest to this because you older than me and you've been, you understand. But under, why
1: are they they mm. it human trafficking? You're not taking them out of state. Because mm, it's a way mm,
0: for
2: society to men up. Yeah. That's what it is.
0: I just was trying to understand, like, what was the, what was the process of charging you during that time? What did they consider? It? Prostitution, probably, or how would they word it? How oh, would they incriminate you? I,
2: like I said, I had a 20-count secret indictment. Uh, five different women. 20? 20 counts, yeah. Five different women. And the charges were pandering.
0: That's what they labeled it They're as, pandering, yeah. And was it a serious thing at that point to where you felt like you might be going down or you?
2: No, because back in the day, uh, you needed two people to corroborate each other. And even the women that uh, they charged me when they weren't mad at me or anything, they had a, a secret grand jury nobody knew about, and every woman that called a prostitution case had to go in front of this grand jury. And one of the first names out of their mouth was, do you know uh, Scooby-Doo, was my partner, and me, Delicious, do you know Delicious?
0: Scooby-Doo and Delicious.
2: Right. And uh, if they said yes, then they quizzed them more. You know, um, one girl, they said, I, I, I assaulted her with a glass and uh, she came to jail to see me. She was out in Detroit, and she came to jail to see me. And I was like, uh, what is this about a glass? She said, I don't know what them people talk talking about. She said, if it hadn't been a chair, a dog chain, or a golf club, I would understand, but we didn't know what kind of glass we we're talking about. So she said, well, what you want me to do? I said, hey, get Ghost. And that's what she did. She never signed any papers. None of them had ever signed any papers against me. And when it came down to it, the case fell apart. You know, all of them.
0: Well, all 20, all 20 counts.
2: Yeah, one, 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 uh, one of them was for rape, they charged me with rape.
0: They tried to hit you with rape charge. Yes. How, did, how was they trumping that up? Well,
2: here's the thing. The year before that, I had a woman, and I met her in a bar, and she got with me, put her to work, and after a couple months, she left. And so I, was, I had gone back to college, and I was uh, walking down the street, and I saw a police car. Well, I saw an unmarked car, I said, they look like police. Wonder who they going to get? Yes, what? Well, they came straight to me. You. They arrested me, put me in the back of the car, and we were going down Florida Avenue. We make a left downtown as you make a right. And I'm wondering where they're taking me to. And they're taking me to a juvenile facility. And I'm like, what, what is going on? They tell me this girl was a juvenile. And I'm trying to tell them that I know. I don't, I don't deal with juveniles. I don't have any. You know, some men do. I don't. I said, no, no. Mess with nobody's kids. And I told them and told them and told them. And I had to spend money to get my woman a lawyer because they charged her too. Uh,
0: How old was the juvenile that they was trying to say that you had raped?
2: Oh,
1: she was uh, 19. 19. So. Uh, but is a 19 ju. I thought it was no. 18 and under. They were saying she was 16.
0: Oh, okay. They were saying she was 16? Yes.
2: And I was trying to tell them that woman is not no 16, but anyway, I had to go to court. Uh, I had to get a lawyer, but I got my woman a lawyer. And we get in there and they dropped the charge.
1: Mm.
2: And yeah. the reason they dropped the charge, they found out she was no juvenile. Mm-hmm. Wow. So that same case, the next year, they left off the statutory rape and just charged me. With rape. With rape. And, uh, you know, if it was rape, it would have been rape from the getty up It wasn't. It wasn't. Mm-hmm. But I ended up beating it.
0: Uh, so you beat 20 counts.
2: Yeah, at, at once on a secret indictment. On oh,
0: a yeah. secret indictment. Yeah. So every girl never signed no papers, none yeah. of that.
2: And none of them were mad at me.
0: None of them was mad at you. No, as a matter so, of
2: fact, one girl was uh, on the, I was on the third floor at the jail, and she was on the second floor, and we would send kites.
0: Okay. And she would put
2: money in my account.
0: No. So, how long? Like, like when you had these girls, how many girls did you have up to at one time? To be honest, um, I don't know. Maybe five or six. Five or six. Yeah. You? They all stay in the same house with you? No. no. Where did they live?
2: Uh, I had different houses. I had uh, apartments. I had condos. I had houses. Yeah.
0: Wow. So. And, and during this time, when did you get shot? Was this later on or during that time? Yeah,
2: we're getting way ahead of it. So that. you went
0: way, on, it was way on down.
2: After that, I got shot in 19, after I got out of jail. Mm. Like I said, I spent seven months in jail. And uh, my mother, I always listen to your mama. Uh, she would tell me things that if I didn't listen, I'd end up regretting it. Mm. She told me to leave town. Go back to Michigan, so I did, and uh, I got into it with a friend of mine uh, about
0: his woman. Was was this just a this a relationship? Now it's got nothing to do with pimping.
2: Nothing at all.
0: Nothing. And you didn't took your homeboys, Gal. No. no. <laughs> well, why would why why well, would he get mad at you about her? Cause I
2: hit her. In the, I hit her upside the head. Why? With, with a uh, broomstick.
0: You hit her with a broomstick.
2: Broke, broke the broomstick over her nose.
0: Why? She broke her nose. Well, no, he, I
2: broke the broomstick.
0: He broke the broomstick.
2: Well, she had a knife, butcher knife.
0: Yeah, I get it.
2: And I know uh, that she would use it. So I just went upstairs and uh, we were living together.
1: Yeah, You, oh, her, you and rich. him. Yes. yes. But he, she was coming after you with a butcher knife. Yeah. Why? Well, um,
2: the week before that, she was doing, well, he had two women,
1: mm-hmm.
2: and the one, me and her was cool, but the other girl, me and her wasn't that cool.
0: No, wait a minute, you say, were they both staying there? No.
1: So the one that wasn't staying there is the one that wasn't cool with you? No, she was the one that
0: was, Co- that, was. That, was.
1: that was, okay. My mother, Uh, told me
2: I couldn't burn no incense in her house. Okay. And I said, why? She said, because I know you smoking that shit and you're not going to smoke it in my house.
0: I know Mm -hmm. that's right. So
2: I told my partner he said, well, hey man, I got an extra bedroom. You can have it. Okay. So, okay, cool. And then, like I said, this other woman, she, I don't know, she just didn't like you. Right. So one night, Um, Friday night, we're sitting around having some drinks, and I tell him, and he said, "Uh, why don't you like him? And she said, because you didn't ask me. If he could live here. If he could live here. This is in my name. And my partner said, well, hey, it might be in your name, but this is my joint. He's welcome here, so okay. So I go upstairs to the bathroom, I come back down, and she has taken my drink and poured it out in the sink. And I tell him, man, see, that this is what I'm talking about. And when I said that, I'm sitting there. And she leaps over the coffee table. And she's got long hair. She's trying to scratch me up and everything. So um, I said, hey, I can't stay here. I left. So um, some, some days went by. And I moved in with a friend of mine and I could see my old apartment. And uh, I went over, I made sure there was nobody there. I had a key. I went in to get my stuff and I'm moving out. So I'm talking to a friend of mine and she comes through the door and um, I'm watching her. She goes into the kitchen and gets a big old butcher knife out the drawer. Uh, I said, you know, I tell my buddies, man, you know, I, I had enough of this. I'm getting ready to whoop her ass. So I went upstairs and got this broom handle, and I came back downstairs, and I whacked her, in the head with it, across her face. And she went, oh, what did you hit me for? And then I moved her, and there was the butcher knife for that butcher knife. So then she ran upstairs and started barricading herself, uh, in her bedroom. My bedroom is across from theirs. It's probably so calling I, the police. Uh, no.
0: Okay, no, you so, got no phones like that. You act like this nineteen. Yeah. <laughs> there ain't nobody the got no phones damn phone. Downstairs. She got to pull that line. You got to get the rotary dial phone. That hoe is stuck to the wall sometimes. You got to drag that through the house. This a different time. The time you think he got a cell phone. No, hell no. <laughs> See, this is a party line or a or, 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 or private line. Y'all yeah, got a yeah, phone on the wall. or yeah, yeah, yeah. Two phones. One two one phones. Phone. Two phones on the wall.
2: No, one one in the kitchen and uh, one in the living
0: room. But you got to drag that line. How far would that line go? Oh, not that far. See what I'm saying? Can't go in the room with it. So anyway,
2: <laughs> I heard her, you know, moving furniture and everything. Mm-hmm. And, well, I didn't care. I grabbed all my stuff up, put it in a sheet, and I left out there like a hobo with my clothes and stuff on my back and um, contacted him and tried to contact him. We didn't uh, look up. So the next week, Friday night, me and my partner that I had moved in with, we go into the liquor store, and we go get some liquor. So I come out the liquor store, and I see his car at this bar, and I said, I'm gonna go in and talk to my man. He said, man, that nigga crazy, Don't go in there. I got this. Me and my man had grown up together. We, had, we grew up together. Uh, we lived in the same house. Yeah, but you didn't eat his old lady in the minute, Yeah, but now nah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, We had grown up together. Uh, until the fourth grade, we lived in a four-family flat. The fourth grade, he moved. Two weeks later, I moved down the street from where he had moved to. We stayed together until he went in the army and went to Vietnam. Uh, when we were seventeen, so like I said, we had grew like up bro- together, like it brothers. Grew- like brothers, mm-hmm. and I went into the bar and he was shooting pool, and I said, "Hey, I'm going shoot with you." He told me, "I'm shooting by myself." Oh, like, okay. So I waited and waited. He finished the game, so I'm leaning up against the pool table. I- I'm totally—I—I I- I don't have my guard up. This is my dog. Uh, and he asked me what happened. I told him, he said, well, yeah, I can understand that. He said, but why did you try to break into my bedroom
1: door? Ooh, she added extra. Unbeknownst to me, she
2: had barricaded the door mm-hmm. and then jumped out the window. Dang. The you know, she got on to the, uh, the thing that covered the.
0: Roof. uh she's scared She running for life you get yeah. hit with a broomstick you'll do some things when you get and, hit across uh, your damn face like I, said, I
1: tell him, man that didn't happen man I wouldn't do that
2: he wasn't mad about me he was mad about me because I tried to break into his bedroom, bedroom. right so when I took my eye off him he swung at me and missed and I said let me get out of here so I, like I said, I've been drinking half drunk and I ran out and uh, he chased me out the bar we got outside. He grabbed me and spun me around, and my reflexes kicked in, and I stabbed him.
0: Damn! stabbed him. In so the you knife. stabbed him first. Boom.
2: When he, when he spun me around, my reflexes kicked in, and I had a knife and I stabbed him. And then that's when he pulled out his twenty-five.
0: Nigga hit you with the twenty-five. Ow. And shot you right in the shot head. Shot you in the head. Where you show shoot me, at? Shot me right here. Shot you in your jaw. Right. Right. right he came out.
2: Came out right here, and but it broke the
0: it broke the skull. Mm-hmm. It broke the skull in the back,
2: but it didn't have enough strength to break the skin. Mm. So they took me to the hospital, and uh, I want them to take the bullet out. Well, mm-hmm. first of all, I wake up and I'm looking at the stars. I'm like, what the hell? Mm-hmm. And I was unconscious. It wasn't for that long. Mm-hmm. And I feel my face, and I take my hand away, and there's a drop, just a drop of a blood. blood. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking, a bullet. you know, I like Graze bullets. you. Graze me. And I run across the street to this girl that I had turned out and uh, banged on her door. And she said, who is it? And I'm howling my name,
1: but because... You didn't realize your voice was messed up. Right. Couldn't hear it. You couldn't hear. So she wouldn't open the door. So I laid down and
2: they, she had artificial turf on her... Uh, grass, for the grass. On her uh, porch. Mm-hmm. So I laid there on the artificial grass and then some people came up and knocked on the door and stepped over me. I mm. <laughs> thought I was drunk. They stepped over me and went in. I was like, i get on beat on the door, they won't let me in. So then I run down the street, and I knock on another door and break the window. And the woman came downstairs with shotgun, and her daughter said, Mom, that's D, don't shoot. And so uh, I could hear ambulances around, so they the ambulance police. came and picked me up mm-hmm. and took me to the, the hospital. hospital. He was in one, one room and I was in the other. And it's so funny, uh, I had to go to the bathroom and they wouldn't let me go. They wouldn't let me go, and I'm like. Yeah, because he was right there. No, no, oh. it had nothing to do with it. Okay. It's, it's with it. Everybody that came in is like, hey, this guy's got a bullet in his head, come and feel it. And I'm like, well, take it out. They said, no, we're not gonna take it out. So he's still there? Oh, no, oh, okay. gonna, They said, we're gonna send you to Detroit and uh, have them do a shock trauma unit. Mm-hmm. And it took them about an hour to come and get me. You could have driven in a car. We we're waiting on the helicopter. Don't you want to ride the helicopter? <laughs> I'm like, maybe I was in Vietnam. i never seen another helicopter. They're, they're loud. They're noisy. They stink. <laughs> so they wouldn't let me go to the bathroom. So I pissed everybody. I pissed all over everything. Mm-hmm. So finally, the helicopter comes and the pilot says to me, uh, they wanted to put a catheter in. I'm like, that's that. and they tell me right. I said, oh, no, please, please, please. So I tell the pilot, listen here, man, I promise you. i am not being no more. Oh, no. He said, you promise? I said, yeah. Okay. Got on there. And uh, they took me to the hospital and <laughs> took it out. I spent uh, 20, 22 days in the hospital.
1: Yeah. Do you still have that bullet? Did they give you the no, bullet? No, they didn't give it to me. There's people be keeping bullets as souvenirs. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, I've kept a few for my buddies. Yeah. Have, you seen, have you seen that man again? Yes, matter of fact, we are, like I said, it, it was. So y'all reconciling y'all friends yeah, again?
2: Yeah, it's, I covered all that in the book, yeah. Because my, my daddy came, to, my mom and him was divorced. Mm-hmm. And uh, my daddy came to town. And I had been home and uh, he said, you ready? I knew what he was talking about. I said, yeah. <laughs> so we went down to his mother's house. He was, him and the girl split up. He stayed with his mother. And uh, I went in, and his mama hugged me and everything, talked about us, and then uh, he came downstairs. And my dad said, you two niggas trying to kill each other? And we said, yeah. And that was it.
0: Wow! And that was it. Uh, how, so how was the conversations after that? After that man done shot you in the head, you, done you stabbed, stabbed him in him. his chest. Yeah. How was the conversation as a friend after you? After well, all this happens?
2: Well, you know what? Um, we didn't. We didn't. We didn't get together that much, and I, I, much. I left town shortly after that.
0: Yeah. Uh, but at least y'all did did reconcile your differences. Yeah, we
2: and, did. And then I used to come back to town all the time, and a, a woman, my aunt glow that he called Aunt Chloe, uh, came to me and said, You know what? She said, He thinks that you still wanna do something to him. And she told him he's he's not like that. And he listened to her and man, like I said, to this day we call we him my kids call him Uncle. Wow. His kids call me Uncle. Wow. We
1: cool the game. That's crazy. It cr- should cr- have never It should have never happened. Mm-hmm. should have never happened.
0: But all over a woman, every yeah. time. Yeah. Every time. But
1: okay. do you think that if you didn't stab him, he wouldn't have shot you? Yeah, but I you
2: you probably, well, I don't know.
1: Mm-hmm. I can't say that.
2: Like I say, uh, I was, had been drinking. And mm-hmm. uh, I met that day. Survival mode <laughs>
0: Let's talk about this assault on the police officer. Oh, yeah.
2: Yeah. Um, I had just got a new a new place down near, on 13th and Mass, well, the track is on 14th Street. And uh, I wasn't feeling well, so instead of going home, I went to this other spot. Well, I'm in the bed, and the girl didn't know I was there. She brought a date to the joint. And she saw me in the midst, so she closed the door, and she going to take the date out in the living room. Well it was the police, so they came in tell me about uh, get up for what when you're under what am I under arrest for you know so they can't tell me what i'm under arrest for because there ain't nothing to charge mm-hmm. me with so and and these are vice police, they know me, and I know them and um So I'm sitting on the bed in my pajamas and two beat cops walk in, one black and one white. And I'm talking to these guys that I know and this guy all off and slapped me. And again, instincts kicked in and I punched him. And then all of them died when I...
0: Of course. uh, You folded it up. You bowled it up.
2: They was punching him more than they was punching me. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, they gave me assault on the police officer for that. And uh, I ended up beating it.
0: You ended up beating that too? Yeah.
2: You know, all these cases, I never had a trial. Okay. Not one. Every time. Every
0: time. and, And that's something else because at the end of the day, your reputation exceeded you, so how was it, like, You, you did you not just stay in the same neighborhood? Because no, if you just, couldn't uh, stay with all these felonies, with all these assault charges, all this stuff you was doing, you had a reputation.
2: Yes, so well, you, you got to understand, uh, I was in D.C., but I also, I was on the East Coast. Uh, that's why I didn't like California. Mm-hmm. You go 500 miles from, say, San Francisco, you hit Bakersfield, Salinas, but you're still in the same legal jurisdiction. But you go from D.C., I could go, I could hit Baltimore, uh, Atlantic City, my favorite, New York City, Mm -hmm. Philadelphia, and Boston. All within 500 miles of each other. So I was up and down the right, the west coast is the left coast, east coast is the right coast.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. I agree with you. I got you. Let me let me ask you this, man. You had a bunch of cars when I looked through the book. Um what's your what's what's the one of the favorite cars that you owned?
2: Car own. Oh. Fifty seven Fleetwood Cadillac. <laughs> yeah.
1: That's a big body. Yeah, big, yeah. I
2: had that. Uh I got rid of it in two thousand and 14.
0: Wow. So you had it that many years? Yeah. How much did it go for?
2: And the city took it.
0: Oh, the city took it? Yeah.
2: You know, I uh, just gave it away. Yeah. That's what happened. Something was wrong with it and I didn't have the money to fix it, so I had, I had horses. So I took it out where I kept my horses at and parked it and man and uh, the weeds grew up, all up under and everything. So finally, I get enough money to fix it and I bring it home and I got it parked and the city said it was a- uh, Hazard? No, a blank. Oh. right. And took it and told me I had to give him $1,000. <laughs> Be like, keep it. And you still can't park it in the backyard. And I ended Wasn't
0: worth the problem?
2: No, and I had just bought a boat.
0: Oh, you just bought a boat. I just, I just
2: <laughs> bought me a boat, so, yes, so. you know what? I'll spend a thousand dollars. I kept a car from, I think, ninety, nineteen ninety to
0: two thousand and fourteen. Wow. Yeah.
2: Wow. Drove it all over. All drove, over drove coast,
0: the heck out of it. Man, so when you look back, man, when you look at the way the, the you know the the game is today. Uh, you know, I know you've been at the game for a long time, mm-hmm. but just seeing how they do on the Internet, That's just uh, the Internet game <laughs> versus the way it used to be. What, what do you think is the biggest difference?
2: Well, even though I was in D.C., the game was small enough to somebody knew you. If you didn't, if, if, if you didn't know somebody cross country, you, you weren't you weren't anybody. And you want by your reputation. You well, want by your reputation. Wow! And here these people—they just pick up a name and a whoop whoop de whoop, and I'm so and so and so and so, and ain't got a clue.
1: Wow!
0: Tell us about tell, go yeah. I
1: was I was gonna say tell me about the book that you wrote, Dillinger and the Young Blood. I wrote that book second.
2: Mm-hmm. Um, Back in the day, I'm talking in the thirties, my family owned a rooming house on one side, apartments, and on the other side uh, was the main house. And it was an after hours, and I, when spending some quite, a minute, and I, I never could figure out what that smell was, in the house, and then when I finally became old enough to go into a bar, that was the smell I was smelling. My sm- it smelled like a bar, and my grandmother and my great aunt they owned that and they ran it. Uh, black people could not live and stay in hotels, mm-hmm. so when you went to a city, you would find out where the rooming houses were. And that's where you would go my family owned it and uh this guy herbert youngblood had been there uh to get alcohol during prohibition mm-hmm. uh prohibition people were making bathtub gin but we lived so close to canada you hop in the boat and you can be in canada and get you the real stuff mm-hmm. so when they uh from kind jail, that's where they headed after they arrived in a couple of banks. But mm. well, when I was a kid, uh, I had a tricycle. And my Uncle Jeannie, he was my cousin, but because of our age difference, he was my Uncle Jeannie, I used to ride my tricycle in the back of his limousine.
0: In the back of his limousine? Back of his limousine.
2: And it was a big hump, you know, it had a big hump on the floor back in the day. And I would ride from the door to that hump. That home, and he would push me back, and I would ride. <laughs> up, and he would ride me around the neighborhood. Wow! And we used to hear the stories, and uh, about this big-time gangster that was killed there, and I was fascinated
1: by it. You know, and this gangster, because I heard you told a story. Is that the same one we see in the movies and we read about? Well. John Dillinger. Right, is that the same yes. one? Yes, he was the first. Western. Public, no, no,
2: he was the first public enemy number one, so named by J. Edgar Hoover. Right. He was in Tucson, Arizona, and his hotel room caught on fire while he was gone. And they gave firemen 50 bucks to go in and get their luggage which was all the guns. Well, the police put two and two together, found out it was John Dillinger, and put him on a plane, private plane, back to Illinois, uh, excuse me, Indiana, to face charges for bank robbery. Mm. And Mr. Herbert Youngblood was a black man that had a thing with a, a small knife. He was a whittler, and he was in jail for murder. Now the first time he had been to prison, he had been to prison for securities fraud. There's only one known picture of him. I think I showed that to mm-hmm, you. Mm-hmm. If you didn't know, he was his mugshot. He was in a three-piece suit. Wow.
0: Yeah.
2: And he really didn't do what they said he did, but he went to prison for two years. And he got out. Prohibition was over. And uh, he was gambling. He was a gambler. He could count cards. And he went to a card game. He was the only black guy there. And caught him cheating. And uh, he attempted to leave. And they wanted to strip him. And he told him, you know, you can have the money on the table, but I'm not taking my clothes off. And the guy produced a gun, and he was quicker and shot and killed him. Now, normally it would be self-defense, but because the guy he shot was a fruit peddler, white, Italian, they charged him with murder. So he was in jail for murder. And they just so happened to put John Dillinger in the same jail. And John Dillinger saw him with a little penknife carving. So he said, you know, can you carve me a gun? He said, well, I could, but it's not going to fool anybody. So uh, he carved the gun, and Dillinger put some shoe polish on it, painted black. And that's what they stuck into a guard's side, and he... Thought it was a real thing, so he opened up. And they got machine guns and everything, escaped from jail, and uh, went to Idaho, robbed a bank. A couple days later, they robbed another bank in Iowa. And uh, I think think it was 1.6 million in today's money. Then they doubled back to Chicago, and from Chicago, they headed to
0: Michigan. Why? I don't mm. know. Wow, and you can but, find, find all that in this book.
2: Yes. Oh, yeah. Man. But they, um, like I said, uh, they, 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 uh, somebody told that they were in town. Mm-hmm. The Police didn't believe it. And they didn't send enough people out. <laughs> and uh, the undersheriff saw the guy in the store park and grabbed the 38 out of his waistband and dude went to the small of his back with a .45 and shot the undersheriff and killed him. Hmm. And then there was a big shootout and the talk is that my Uncle Genie shot him in the back. Now I gotta tell you about my Uncle Jeannie yeah. mm-hmm. was smooth. My Uncle Genie had blue eyes, straight hair, white everywhere except in this little town because everybody knew he wasn't white. Yeah. But anywhere else he went, he was,
0: he was white. white. Yeah.
1: And his parents was both black or?
2: No. No, no i am got a picture. I've sent the email
1: to you. Yeah. Well, no,
2: yeah, his mother was very light-complected. His father was white. Okay. Yeah. Got it. And uh, they did it for the money. Mm-hmm. Uh, I asked my aunt years later how much money was found. Right. And she said, none. And then she started laughing. <laughs> no, she was lying. But oh. She, and wow. then wouldn't would tell me how much money was
1: found. Of course, that's the quickest way. And Uncle it- Genie
2: had to, he had to leave town. Mm. Yeah, he left town. Uh, because Dillinger was a popular exactly. guy. Exactly. And he was afraid. For his life. For his life. And he left in the 30s, and he didn't come back until the 50s. Like I said, I was riding my bike. In the back of his limo.
1: I wouldn't have came back at all. Well, he figured it had blown over. Dillinger Mm -hmm. was dead, or Mm -hmm. so he
2: thought. you know. And he used to walk around the neighborhood with uh, cowboy hats on and uh, denim jackets and a couple of 44s. On
1: on his waist. Mm -hmm. Like in the movies.
2: Yeah, like cowboys. Wow. But they were replicas, weren't real. Mm. What he would do is he would switch them out for the real thing.
1: So I'd be scared. Know? Yeah, you'll never know, but somebody might catch you that day when you have that replica on.
2: Yeah, well, hey, like I said, he was down in the hood, so, <laughs> hey.
0: Wow. I was just looking at all those pictures, man. Your style changed so much over the years, man. You didn't you didn't change styles. Well, you have to. Because of the times.
2: Everything must change, everything. Yeah.
0: But how easy it was
1: it for you to adopt to the change? It was... Hi, Yeah, <laughs> you know, I, I, I did the math.
2: I went from, um, I had been all over the United States. Uh, West Coast dogged me. Like I said, I didn't get no money out there. Plus I still had a condo that I was paying rent for and um, came back and ended up in Toronto.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And I caught a case in Toronto. And finally, after I beat that case, uh, I had two, two sons. I had two different women, and they were at my mother's. And, no, I had one with me. I had the baby with me. Okay. And my other son, he was with my mother, and she told me, I'm not going to raise your children. hmm and I thought about it. I had done everything that I wanted to do except be filthy rich. Mm-hmm. And anything that I could possibly do, I would be repeating myself. So you know oh, what? I got out the game.
1: Mm-hmm. You know? So that's the reason why you got out of the game.
2: Yeah, I was tired.
1: Mm. So huh. I would consider you a ladies' man because of all huh. the things that you've yeah. been through and so forth. I, if I, I would love for you to describe what would be... A perfect date with you. A perfect date with me? Yeah.
2: What at? What at? At
1: which time? What time? Okay. Tell me two times. Tell me a perfect date when you were probably in your say thirties. Cause I'm not gonna okay. say twenties. Right. And
2: a perfect date now. Okay. Perfect date in my thirties. I didn't date. Mm. I had Woman. With women. Women. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know,
1: so you don't even take working women on dates?
2: Oh, yeah. We would go. We would go out. Sometimes we would go out uh, alone. Sometimes we would go
1: out as a family. I was, I was wondering. I was yeah, like, dang, yeah. they they, oh, yeah. they like
2: to date too? Yeah, but I didn't call that no date. <laughs> yeah, it was, but yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Now a perfect date. Uh, Netflix. <laughs> 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 yeah.
0: Man. I, just, I, I, I like to uh, ask these questions. Like, which one was the best... You know the best, the most loyal girl that you ever had, far as when you had them working on that track.
2: Loyal, I've seen loyal,
0: bro, that that wasn't gonna run off and.
2: Oh, I had, I've had, I had one for seven years.
0: This was the one.
2: No, she wasn't the one, but she stayed with me for seven she years. She was the one. Yeah, seven years.
0: Seven years is a long stretch, yeah. And and, yeah. and nobody peeled you for. Her. She stayed. Eventually with
1: Eventually, she left. Yeah.
0: She, she but left. but you kept as long as you could.
1: Yeah. Do. Do pimps ever fall in love with their...
2: Every hoe I ever had, I was in love with them. You was? That's
1: right. In love with them?
0: That's right. Every hoe you ever had? Every
2: hoe I ever had, I was in love with her ass.
0: (laughs) Explain that to me. Explain the love and extent of love.
2: Well, there's different levels. Mm -hmm. Well, If a woman loved me enough to give me some money, I love her back. It's just that simple.
1: Would you have ever married
0: one?
2: Yeah, I did marry. Matter of fact, I married a
0: hoe. You did? Yeah. Yeah. How long did y'all stay married?
2: Well, I I tell the story six days.
0: (laughs) (laughs) You stayed married to the hoe for six days? Six days. Why did you marry her?
2: Listen, listen. I'll tell you why I married her. Uh, My younger brother was married. All my
1: partners was married. You just had the fever. Yeah, my,
2: married. so you know, okay, let's do it.
1: And why did you choose her over all the other holes you had? Well, at the time, um, she was, as a matter of fact, she was headed
2: to the army when I called her, Mm. and uh, she's supposed to go into the army on Monday. (laughs) And uh, and you recruited her. She said, "Yeah." She said, "If you can keep me till Monday." uh, I'll stay with you. So she called the case. I think Saturday night, I didn't get her out of jail until Monday. <laughs> <laughs> That's your yeah. shake. Yeah, and she, we, well, we, we stayed together. Yeah.
0: Man, yeah, wow. yeah. well, i tell you what, man, the, the ladies, man, the book is here. Dillinger Youngblood's wooden gun. Hey, man, listen, man, thank you so much for coming on the show, man. What's the website? How can people get this book? How can they get either oh, one that, of these books? And
2: that's on Amazon.com. On oh, Amazon, just a ladies, man. It's there.
0: And,
1: and ladies, the S is a dollar sign, right? Yeah, no. No? no I just did oh, that for the book. You just did that for the men. book. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I was just checking.
0: Yeah. Well, man, thank you for coming on the show, man. Say, man, listen, we love you.
1: Nothing
2: but attack. Can I come back? Because you are it's a whole. Yeah, you, you, got a lot of you come back every time. You can come here, back every time. Here's the thing. You know, I was talking with Ken and mentioned something about buying pussy. And I told you, yeah, I bought some pussy. Yeah,
0: yeah. I was yeah. In Vietnam, I
2: couldn't uh-huh. speak the language. I didn't have no girlfriend. Yeah, I bought some pussy. Did that make
0: you feel bad of any oh, way? No,
2: hell no. I did. Why?
0: Because most time they say pimps don't, you know, yeah, do not treat I it. was,
2: I was a marine in Vietnam, facing death every day. Why do I care about what the motherfucker's think? Like?
0: So you had to buy that coochie over there.
1: Everybody was buying it. Everybody was. Cause I met some other um, ex-military. I remember this guy. He has Agent Orange. He hadn't yeah. gotten that, but he even used to, even after military, mm-hmm. he would take frequent trips to Taiwan. Yeah. all the time i went to you know, we call them skivvy runs <laughs>
2: yeah we would go they would pick us up uh, in the morning at the flight deck and would fly us to yuman yuman thailand mm-hmm. and drop uh, us off and we could uh do whatever we want as long as we were back at the flight deck by six o'clock and because he said nice.
1: that's the cheapest you could get but yeah. it was good
2: it was it was it was it was a release. Is what it was.
1: <laughs> how sure. many how many of the military people probably left babies over there? Oh, who knows?
2: I wonder sometimes <laughs> whether or not I did. You know, <laughs> uh, a, a few a few of the guys, not Marines, but I, I knew a few guys in the army that married women from and over brought there. them back. Okay, and
1: yeah, because those type of women from over there, they say that are more submissive. Yeah, uh-huh. so that's the reason why they would do that. Well, is that true?
2: Well, they are
1: submissive. Yeah,
2: why they would do it,
0: I don't know. Man, every woman, every woman out there ain't hoeing. She, ain't, mo, mo, yeah. some of them, you got some good women over there in where Taiwan, Thailand,
2: uh, Thailand.
0: You got some good women over there too. Yeah,
2: they got good women everywhere. That's right. You know, yeah, every, 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 not Everybody. Every hoe
0: ain't going. That is.
2: You
0: know what I'm saying? Check it, man. Hey, man, it's been another great segment of Boss Talk One One. What the bosses talk?
1: And we out.